Hi and welcome to episode 7 of the Sheer Business Inspiration podcast and blog. In today's episode, Joe Faraday speaks to Andrew Perils, who is not only the CEO and founder of Screen Gauge Travel and Event Solutions, but he's an essential advocate in making sure that we consider our carbon footprint in everything that we do, whether it's our travel, our events, our day-to-day running of our businesses. Andrew's worked in the travel and events business spanning over the last three decades, so he will be sharing his highs and lows of his career and also some pointers for us all to consider, whether you're an experienced business owner or starting on a new venture. Thanks for listening. Welcome to um, today's special guest, which is Andrew Perils. Um, welcome, Andrew. It's really great to have you here today. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Um, for those um, of our audience that aren't aware, um, Andrew, of your backstory and a little bit about um, your experiences to date, um, are you able to share a little bit about your journey so far? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I do. I think I've been really lucky with my career. I've done a lot of different things. And I was, I was thinking about whether there was some themes that run through what I've done. I suppose what I've really liked to do is go into businesses and, and do some reshaping, finding new competitive edge, trying to find ways to make them uh, more profitable. Um, and I've just loved taking people on the journey with me doing, doing that. Um, so a brief sort of history of what I've done, really. Um, the, the first thing was, um, I suppose you could call it quite a sparkling first job. I was working for Schweppes. Okay. So um, I was in sales and marketing there, uh, and it was my very first uh, chance to try product development. And I, I was working on a team that came up with something called Cresta, which was a, a drink aimed at children. Okay. It was full of E numbers, horrific pink and orange <laughs> colours. <laughs> and, and this had a magic ingredient which made it unique. So uh, the catchphrase for, from it was, it's Frothy Man, and it was like a little polar bear. Okay. It was, okay. It was I don't remember that. I don't yeah. even remember. I think I'm too young. If I try hard enough, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so the magic ingredient was egg white. Okay. And if you add, added egg white to a fizzy drink, not only is the drink fizzy, but when you open it, it's just like the whole thing froths over. 
which is great. So kids, of course, love that. I mean, it's, it's brilliant. So the only thing we hadn't factored in is the fact that kids wouldn't just maybe shake it up a little bit, but they would shake it for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and the problem with that was eventually uh, we found that the bottles were exploding. I was going to say, it's almost like a, men like a Mentos mint in, in, in a said, the said other fizzy drinks. One of the reasons you probably won't see it around now, I mean, it was, it was good for a while, it was amazing, but it, just, it was a, a very good lesson really on, you have to think of every little element and the bottle that was specified, the, the people that produced it didn't quite do it as they should have done. So it's one of the things, isn't it, in events, it's attention to detail. <laughs> I learned that. It, I learned is, that. it isn't, and that's the same thing, because I think sometimes not everybody gets it. Like they'll think, yeah, I'm going to book this event, I'm going to do this. And then they just don't think of all the intricate details. Um, yeah. And you sort of think, oh, you know, you, you scratch your head a little bit and think, well, but if you're... If you're running that, you need to make sure. And I think I think I do find myself doing that quite a lot. I'm sort of quite overly critical. I don't know if you're the same. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I would say in a positive way, I was thinking about because I've been in travel and events, what's the difference? And whilst if you're in travel, detail is important, I'd say in events, in a positive way, good good people in events are obsessive about the detail. And I think then, then it's good. <laughs> then it works, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and as you said, you, you know, you've been in the travel and events industry spanning over three decades now. Um, so other than the, the said <laughs> drinks situation, what would you say has been the biggest learning curve for you to date? Well, I, I mean, I've been, I've been in um, traveling events since, well, how long? About 20 years, I suppose. Uh, and the first, first bit of that was corporate travel. And then the, the next bit was events. So I was kind of thinking, well, what's, you know, what, what were the learning curves? What's changed at that time, I suppose? So I'd say in travel, um, the main differences, I'd say, Cost is much more important now. It's very procurement-led. Yeah. Uh, of course, technology is really important. Yeah. Um, and to, to an extent, it's made everything more efficient, but then there's less, less people in the industry. So it's arguable about whether that's a, that's a good thing or not. I think travellers have become much better informed and empowered as well, because everybody has access to a, a laptop or an iPhone, and they can look at booking.com or anything like that. They everybody's now become an expert. So yeah. um, travel management companies have to keep keep one step ahead, I think, uh, much more now. Um, I think I think well-being and sustainability have come in as, as really important. I think we'll probably talk a little bit more about that. But I would say in travel, the one thing that hasn't changed is for a traveller stuck in an airport somewhere on the other side of the world where they've got um, maybe missed their flight or the airport's closed because of flooding or something like that, there's nothing better than being able to lift the phone and speak to somebody who can help them, which you can't I really think, do on that yeah, You're so right. It's the person, isn't it, on the other end of the phone? I think, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's great to have all the automated chatbots and all of that, isn't it? But 
I think if there's an issue, you actually want to talk to someone. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I think, yeah. And so when I came into uh, events, into the event world from, from travel, um, I found it was very different, you know, and there's a lot of travel management companies that have an event part, but normally they don't really understand each other because it is a bit of a different world. I suppose that what's really nice is whereas travel is very easy to make it into a bit of a com commodity, you can, you, can, you can make it something you just click on to book. When it comes to events, when whilst, you know, venue finding, there's a lot of technology around that, still it's a very, very people industry it's totally reliant on on that which is great because i think you know when you look at the the attributes of successful people in this industry attention to detail as you say that's 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 one of the things but it's also just building trust because from what i found going into the industry uh you have customers and one of their biggest fears is things are going to go wrong <laughs> you know yeah. they, they're going to be uh, they're going to be sort of the scapegoat for it so you know that they really really want somebody they can trust and so therefore if you're able to build a trust with, with, with customers you know that that makes a, um, a real huge difference um, and I think what I've also found is just that imagination and creativity which is in this industry yeah. uh, and having been in all kinds of things you know insurance stuff like that you don't get that there and it, people are just nice you don't they, know you're nice. right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I worked. I worked, um, you know, uh, for an insurance and um, sort of consultative company. And as as creative as you want to try and make it, doesn't. Yeah, you can't really. And um, and I think for me, the other thing about the event side of things is, you know, you're taking your client free. And um, whilst some events are similar, what that client's end goal, you know, their end vision is is never the same as the next person. So I think. It, it's always fresh and new and you know as long as you understand that that's that's the beauty of it isn't it you know that's what I what I love about about working in the industry and um, so what made you set up Green Gauge Travel and Event Solutions Andrew because I know um from, from my personal experience um sort of working with you uh, speaking and working with you guys um you know I think you're making great headway uh, but I think it'd be good for the audience to understand a bit of the reasoning why um it was something you you felt you you wanted to sort of pursue yeah yeah absolutely so you know i i really it was probably a couple of years ago when i i really began to realize what a huge problem it is the climate change and all, all of these the, the sustainable uh issues that are going on in the world and as somebody who's been working in travel and events i also realized that you know we we are sort of part of the problem, really, because you, th you think about, you know, air travel or you think about some exhibitions where there's like tons of plastic at the end. You know, there's a lot, a lot of issues around it. Yeah. And so I was sitting there often, often answering a, uh, an RFP um, for a new piece of business or something. And we're getting lots more questions in this area and finally didn't really know the answer. I didn't know where to go to either. Um, so, so the concept I had, I had really was to to create a business which could specifically help the corporate travel and event industry um, with sustainability, um, to provide advice, uh, provide accreditation, sustainability, and, and training, um, and 
it seems I probably did it at the right time. You know, it, it's kind of come, it's come at us like a, a train, hasn't it, really? Suddenly sustainability. It's, 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 it's top of the agenda. It's yeah. top of everybody's agenda. And I think I think the pandemic has enhanced it personally. Yeah. You know, yeah. from, from all the conversations that I've been having with, you know, all our clients, I think, like you say, it's, it's definitely the right time to be addressing it um, and, yeah. and, and working with it as well. Um, so, I mean, so the, the next question was, how has the pandemic affected your business? But I think I sort of know the answer, but I'm going to let you answer anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it, the, the pandemic hasn't really done anybody any favours, let's, let's put it that way. But um, at, we had the downside of, you know, we wanted to contact lots of people and everybody's been on furlough. Everybody's yes. had that problem. And they, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, as business, we've absolutely powered through it. Yeah. Um, but just because it's just, it, it is the right time for this. But but also what we have found is that companies have been just pausing for thought, you know, everything's just stopped. Yeah. Um, normality has stopped. So people are thinking we need to just rethink strategy. And often it's been at a very senior level, the board has decided something. Yeah. Um, and invariably in those, in that strategy has been, we need to, be carbon neutral or, or something, something yeah. strategic to do with sustainability. And to the extent that, that there was some, we, we did a survey at Green Gage and it was, um, we were asking companies um, how, how much they would take into account sustainability in their planning for uh, yeah. 2021. Um, and it was over 80% who said it would be very important. Yeah. So, you know, it has, um, has a knock on effect right down the, the um, supply chain really. So if a company's decided that, the next thing they do is think, well, who do we work with? And because they need to be green now. And so of course, travel and events is quite a chunk. And so therefore, you know, this, this industry um, has to has to really kind of step up and, and uh, step up to the plate. So that so that's what we're trying to, to do, trying to, trying to uh, help people, you know. And uh, I would say, you know, no one company is going to change the world, but or one person changed the world. But if you make a lot of changes, they add up to making a real difference. I do, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, it is an important factor, sustainability, looking after ourselves, looking after our planet, you know, doing what we can. Um, like you say, I mean, yes, business owners paused, but I think we all paused. You know, there, there were... Yes, of course, there are times as business owners, you, you're sort of thinking, you know, what next and what do you do? But then it's looking for the opportunities in that scenario and also, um, you know, how you can move forward as a business. And I think um, anyone not considering, you know, helping their clients to, to run sustainable events, finding sustainable venues, you know, helping them to, to evolve in that way, you know, I think, it, you know, it's silly to think that that we shouldn't be doing that as an industry as you say you know especially the events industry and all the exhibitions like you say go you know you know all of the clients that we work with now are are addressing how they operate and how they not only run their businesses but how they're running their events and i think there's there's a whole movement as to hybrids virtual in person you know there's a whole mix there's a yep. whole mix of it all and, and it's for that reason you know whereas you would you would hop in the car you know 
pre-pandemic times, you'd hop in the car for a good few hours to get to that meeting, whereas now people are more aware that you could have that virtual conversation. So, um, I mean, there are, there are many ways, aren't there, that people could be doing more. Um, but what tips could you share uh, with our audience as to what they could be doing to make an important difference? I know, I know there's quite a lot of yeah. things, but... Yeah. Um, any little snippet tips? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really good question. I think because, you know, I think most people now are aware there's a big problem out there. Uh, and therefore, most people think, well, yeah, I'd quite like to do something. But often this next step, you know, of advice is missing. <laughs> so, you know, and it, it all takes time, doesn't it? And, and I, I love the fact there's a, a much greater awareness that there is an issue. But... I think it's really helpful just to think, well, what can I do? Um, and some, I think perhaps in the past people thought, well, it's not really my problem. It's, it's down to somebody else to do. But I would say every person, every business, every government, every, every country has to do something that has to be now because otherwise um, the temperature, global temperatures are going to go up to one, beyond 1 1.5 to over two, three, four degrees. And, once you get to that level, you can't reverse it. So that's why we have to do things now. So if I if I just kind of perhaps mention some simple things, which are the personal ones, and then some some business stuff. Okay. Yeah. So say um, personal. Okay. I think um, one of the big things. Um, sorry, this is a bit, bit of a list, but I'd say try to avoid single-use plastics wherever you can. Just think think about it. You know where you can avoid doing that when you go to a shop can you have have the alternative to getting plastic if you do have plastic please make sure you recycle it and people do get confused about recycling uh, i get confused because every council has a different set of bins blue red brown <laughs> so but it's worth a quick 10 minutes to understand it and then to just a quick 10 seconds when you have a package and you're going to throw it away just look to see what it says you can do with it because yeah. if it goes in the wrong place you know then then we've got a problem i'd say um because we still do wear the um face masks try to have one that's not um that, that's kind of washable because they're really, not a, like a non-disposable yeah yeah because they, they, they are they've caused like millions of tons of of um of uncyclable waste just turn lights off yeah. um when it's when it's a bit colder turn the temperature down to 19 to 20 degrees um instead of 21 degrees and, and it's reckoned every one percent you know you could save about eight percent on your bill so that's good and make sure you've got a green energy provider that's one of the best ways you can uh, reduce co2 emissions because uh they're using wind power and solar power um, instead of um, gas and thing, things like that. So that, that's a good thing you can, you can do. A um, couple of others, make sure you've got LED lights um, at home. They, they save huge cost and, and energy as well. Uh, and I guess one of the things, to, yeah, one of the big, biggest causes of emissions is travel. So whether that be, you know, jumping in the car to, to pop down to the shops, when you could try and do it a different way or do it once rather than twice. Um, tomorrow I'm up in London and I'm going to try one of the electric scooters to get around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you yeah. should build that. 
that, Andrew. <laughs> yes, I might do that. <laughs> I think they're a great idea, definitely. Yeah. It is so, worth uh, yeah. try. That's just try and just, just, just think, think differently, really. And, yeah. and of course, travelling by air, unfortunately, it does create a lot of um, emissions. It's, it's, uh, and of course, in the air, the plane is supercharging the... The, the CO2 straight into the atmosphere, so it's, it's not good. So it's one of the things I've, well, we've all had to cut down, but but I will cut down on, on long haul air because it's it, it's simply, it's tons of emissions going up there. So that, that, there's some things from a personal point of view. I think businesses need to kind of really think this through, have a strategy um, and decide what's the target. And the target could be, well, the government wants to be, says everybody must be carbon net zero by 2050. Let's let's get there by 2030, and then you can start to work things back from a from a target. Um, I'd say in any organisation, have a person or a group like a green team. Um, I've had a hundred percent success of people really buying into that. Everybody's got ideas. Uh, it's interesting. It's creative. Affects everybody. Um, so I think I think that's a really good thing to do. So, and in a company, you only have to look around if you've got an office and think, you know, how how eco friendly is is this? Um, and it's one of the things we do with with um, Green Goes the Eco Smart Accreditation is kind of just look at an office and explain how how you can um, save money and and save um, emissions have less waste and that sort of thing. Yeah. And it's really important, I think, if you're in events or travel and clients are asking you, what should we do? You need to kind of be able to talk, 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 walk the walk, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. If you're helping them, be, you know, find sustainable venues or, you know, run sustainable events, you need to be able to, to prove that you're doing that as well, don't you? So, yeah, 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 absolutely. So there's lots, lots of things you, you can do. I think it's important to try and, try and just engage with clients because normally pushing on an open open door, they want to they want to talk about it. It's, it's going to be in many more conversations now. Yeah, I think so. Definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, I think. Um, and they're, they're all really good um, suggestions. I know that there are companies where you can um, sort of sign up, almost like subscribe, can't you? And plant a tree for each sale that you that you have oh, yeah. and all of those things so yes. do you think those those sort of organizations are a good thing or well uh, what we're talking about is um carbon offset yeah uh, which is an interesting it's been quite controversial it has been uh, but it's now much more regulated in this regulated industry but what my advice to everybody on this is you can't offset carbon as an alternative to doing something yeah. otherwise it's a bit like asking somebody to diet on your behalf really <laughs> you know yeah so the the principle should be you do everything you can whether it be an event your building your company to really reduce um carbon emissions and then what you can't do you can offset yes so there is a bit of a distinction between plant planting a tree technically is not really seen as a as a carbon offset because yeah. carbon offsetting is really um, something that has been done and you're kind of buying that credit. Planting trees is fantastic uh, and the more we have the better but of course they take years and years and years whereas if you've for example been on a flight it's instant. You it's know, instant, so that's it, yeah. You know so it, it's um 
it's just good to ask advice if, if you can on, on that topic because it's yes. fraught well, uh, yeah no I appreciate <laughs> that because I think I think a lot of people might be blinded by the it's a shiny new thing let's plant trees and yeah that help, you know really it does help like you say but they take hundreds of years to so mature and established don't they so yeah we're um, always happy to talk to people if they, if they just want a bit of advice just, just yeah. you know, we, we're happy to talk to people and kind of talk them through what you need to think about yeah brilliant that's great so obviously we you know we're talking about sort of setting up businesses having ideas you know but um that side of things and we know you know in the last sort of 18 months I'd say 12 months but it's been longer now so 18 19 months there's been hundreds of thousands of people that have been put in a, in a position where obviously they've been made redundant or something's happened and they then decided they're going to tread that uncertain path of setting up their own business and yes. um, what advice would you give to any newbie business owners at this time mm. yeah well, I think, you know, uh, having, a, having your own business is great, can be great because you're your own boss. Yeah. There's suddenly no head office there. How wonderful is that? Uh, and you're master of your own destiny. You know, that, that is brilliant. The, there are some downsides to it. Like when you suddenly need somebody from HR or the finance, there isn't anybody there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, let's, let's be honest, a lot of businesses fail you know so that's the case but in terms of what i would say are the thing that the things to to think about is you know don't underestimate the time uh, and energy needed you know it it, re- it doesn't just take off very it's rarely. not an instant thing yeah <laughs> it, it's never an, an easy option uh, and yeah if you find yourself working long hours or working at the weekends and so on but in the end if your business is successful then uh, then you're not doing that so much so you know it, it's this, this this which everybody has to go through i think um for a successful business the characteristics are you just have to have a really clear definable proposition something that's different um if you're trying to do some same as everybody else you know you're diluting the approach so if you haven't got something different think again you know it's really that's really important i'd say that networking is so important you know it's i would say it's who you know as much as what you know Uh, and i've done over the years many times like email campaigns to lists and i can't really think ever of one of those that's been that successful it's always somebody you know who knows somebody else and so use use the network um, and of course, you have to market yourself and the company. And these days, how wonderful you've got free so- social media, uh, and you can really punch your uh, above your weight by using yes. using that uh, and a website, really at quite low cost, um, and create an impression, you know, of quite a substantial business even by the amount you you do. And so, if you can show thought leadership through through social media and also show people this is what we're doing in a way that's of interest to them you know that that's a really good thing i'd say try and keep focus it's one of the biggest issues i think of starting a business and and most people do f- fall into this trap me included you start with an idea and you think well, this is good 
But perhaps I'll do this as well because that might get some business. It's like the shiny How about a big branch out here? <laughs> All those shiny things. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. I know exactly what you mean. And then, but I think that's the thing. That I think that's part of why you set up the business because you're that kind of person. Yeah. And I think, I think it does take it a certain kind of person. But yeah, you do have to like. I I do have to really train myself to sort of go. Okay, so thought of that idea of just. Park that there for now. <laughs> just focus yeah. on this. But yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm with you. I, I agree. I think it's so easy to be distracted, isn't it? And and not focus on the the main point yeah. of what what you're trying to do. Um. Okay. So so I'm going to get a bit personal now, Andrew. Um. Who who? What and who inspires you as as a person? Hmm. Okay. Well, I think. Um... I think in, in terms of what, probably I'd, I'd say that, you know, I was, I was thinking earlier, what, what are the things that, re, that really drive me? And I think, or what are the things I could say, having been in business for quite a long time and lived quite a, a long time that I know now that I didn't know before. And I'd say one of them is that there's nothing more important than your family and your health. Even though business is so important, it takes over and all that sort of thing, but just don't ever neglect those two things. And it is easy for it to happen, but you know, you can't do that. You, you have to have to really um, have to use um, every effort to make sure you divide your time right, I think. And, um, you know, I find the family really inspirational because when you've got young children, they're totally dependent on you. But as you grow older, they start to advise you, and probably in the end, they're looking after you. Well. <laughs> you turn full circle. Yes, yeah, you're right. You are. And so, all, all those, all those funny moments, and all those silly little, um, you know, all, you know, interruptions and things, you, you get less of. And actually, yeah. I think, I think, I mean, as as a mother of a, of a young child now, I think. I think I'll look back and fondly remember and actually miss those interruptions. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, and I'm with you. I think I think family time is is so important. And again, you know, the last eighteen months we've had to readdress what we're doing with our time and and how we're spending our time and spending time for ourselves as well. Um, yeah. Because you know, mental health and all of those elements has never been more important. Yeah. So. And taking care of ourselves and our families definitely yeah you know. i'd say slightly aligned to that and that happened sort of it's so important we're kind of like we need to be a well-oiled machine if you're running a business or um you know you're, you're really kind of in the driving seat you just have to look after yourself and i'd say uh, one of my phrases that i've learned is don't put off till tomorrow what you should do today whether that's the health thing because you think i'd say no, i'll leave it or whether it's a business thing that you don't really, it's a bit of a, you don't really want to have to deal with it, so you put it off. And normally, the longer you put these things off, the worse they get. So that's yeah. that's my little advice there. But I was thinking of who who would I think was a good, you know, inspiration to me. So here's my I've got business one, and then I've got a couple of others. One the, the business one I think is Elon Elon Musk. Now he does. Good one. You know, I've, I've got to say. You know, he does have some 
uh, reputation in terms of his management style and so on. So I'll, I'll let's put that to one side. But I, I'm a firm believer in making things happen. If you really, really want to make things happen, in most cases you can. If you really, really want it, and and the examples I'm going to give you are people that do that. And so Elon, um, he he's kind of just made a career of of, of exactly that. He he. Um, sold PayPal, which is his first enterprise, sold it for 1.5 billion, set up Tesla cars, uh, then thought, well, it'd be quite nice. Why don't I, I have rockets, which I rent out to NASA to supply the space station. But instead of the rockets kind of falling into the sea, what if they could come back down again and land? <laughs> so it's like, you know, it doesn't matter. There's no bounds to this whatever you can think of is possible. So I just love, love that about what, what he's done. And, and to, from a sustainability point of view, of course, he's, what he's done with, with uh, electric cars is incredible. It's well, made yes, it all is. of the rest of the industries um, sit up. And now he's kind of one of the, the top three most um, biggest um, value car automotive companies in the world, you know, from, from a standing start not very long ago at all. So, the other couple of people I must mention, they're quite tip, um, topical really, is um, from the Olympics, Beth Schriever, the BMX um, gold medal winner, fantastic person who who kind of suffered a bit because the um, UK sport decided that only male would be supported for the Olympics, uh, not female. That is, seems incredible, but anyway, so she had to self-fund this and self-fund her way to the Olympics and worked in a Mexican restaurant and did all kinds of stuff. Uh, and that, to me, in quite a short time, she, she made a real difference. And you can, it's lovely when you can do something and you see the results of, of what you've done. And, and then probably the most recent one, Sky Brown, the 13-year-old who got a bronze in um, skateboarding, youngest ever um, uh, UK medal winner um, who only a year ago had had a terrible accident, cracked her skull, uh, broke her arm, her wrist, uh, lacerated her lungs and, and heart and yet there she is. on there the she is. Just, just, just getting a bronze medal by the way. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think there's so many inspiring people of, of all ages you know on, the, on this earth and I think you know it's important to um, you know applaud them really because like you say I think if you want to do something if you dare to dream to do something then you know the world's your oyster you know you can achieve what you dream and I, and I think I think so many people get so bogged down in well this has happened so that means I can't do this but that might have happened but it, it doesn't mean that you can't do what you it, you know it just means that you've got to find a workaround and that's that's the way it is you know that's life isn't it there's ups and downs um and and you have to sort of roll the roll with the punches i think yeah yeah and what message of hope would you like to share with our audience for the remainder of this year well i suppose first of all looking forward seems better than probably what we're looking back at <laughs> yes <laughs> <That's the first> <laughs> <laughs> and i think looking looking at where we've got to in, the, in this industry. What's really, really impressed me is just the agility of being able to morph 
what what we do as a proposition. I mean, when you think there's just been there were no events, so okay, we'll do virtual events. Um, what else can we do? Well, why don't we do hampers? Or why don't we do online activities where we send things to people's home? I mean, this is amazing. This is a real. It's the ingenuity. It's the creativity that I mentioned earlier, which yeah. industries has got, which other industries you know haven't, and and things which probably would have taken you know a year of planning have been done in in weeks in weeks yeah absolutely yeah. So, so I think none of that um none of that's gone away and I think that spirit is there but also you know everywhere I'm I'm speaking to event companies venues every day and things are coming back you know it's yeah. fantastic I know there's <laughs> the cube has been bumps in the roadway I know but but nevertheless you know things do look different that do look more optimistic and I I really believe that 2022 um, even for those companies that are nervous now I think those those very same companies in 2022 have got a lot of pent-up demand so I think potentially it could be one of the best years ever next year it'd be different to what we've done before yeah um, still with virtual events and things like that because they've caught on a bit but you know, there's, there's more th- more choices, more things that can happen. And so I'm, I'm really optimistic about um, about next year now. Yeah, I think so. I think um, I think this year's nice. I think we were all hoping this this year would be more than, than what we anticipated. But I just think it's probably a bit too soon, maybe. Um, I think there, there are things that are happening and, and going on. But I just think it is a lot you know, with, I guess with the different variants and, and also uh, the effects globally, not just in the UK. So I think we have to factor in all of those elements, don't we? And um, especially if we're speaking to clients for international work and things. So, yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. Before, we, before we draw to a close, Andrew, just so, so our audience know, what, what plans have you got for, for the rest of this year and beyond? Oh, lots. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, what we've been really pleased about is is how big uh, the you know we have this uh, eco smart accreditation for hotels yeah. and venues uh which, which just kind of uh, certifies that they're sustainable that that really took off over the last 12 months so i'm i really am confident that we can make that you know the biggest network of uh, green venues in the uk um, and we're beginning to go international. We're in Ireland now, so and we're, we're um, also um, almost there with some companies in the Middle East as well. So you know, we're, we're looking at the international perspective on this, just being able to get there at the moment. Um, but in addition to that, you know, we we're increasingly working with um, event agencies and with travel management companies, just help helping. That's that's what we wanted to do. Um, give, giving advice or helping um, the corporates themselves who we can then feed back into event agencies and, and travel management companies. So it's kind of like a join, joining the dots is what we want to try and do. So, you know, we, we, we just want to make a difference. You know, we're very passionate about what, what we do and the, the issues that are around us in the world, they're not going to go away. They're the biggest um, issue mankind's seen in the last thousand years. So, you know, we, it's, it's not a fad. <laughs> yeah. So, but I do think that we can 
all make a difference, which can bring us back from, from the brink, which would, would be fantastic. And I do think that, that one of the themes that we'll all see more and more, particularly with COP, the COP26 conference in, in Glasgow, is companies realising they have to try to find a way to get to be carbon neutral. So that's more and more of the inquiries we've got of companies saying, well, how do you do that? We don't know where to start. So, um, you know, we, I think that that's something that rest of this year and um, beginning of next and, and through 2022, that, that's going to be a big, big theme for us. But uh, we're very excited about it. It is exciting and I wish you every success. And Thank thanks you. so much for, for sharing your thoughts and views and, and time with us. Um, but yeah, it's been great chatting with you. So thanks. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay, take care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. So much Andrew for sharing your knowledge and experience today I'm sure the audience has really found it beneficial and we wish you every success with your future endeavours and keep us posted on the sustainability elements too if you're enjoying the sheer business inspiration podcast and vlog we'd love to hear from you whether it's your views your feedback um, any guests that you'd like us to interview next so please do get in touch. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel and also we are on a number of social media platforms. You can like or follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. So we look forward to hearing from you all soon. Thanks for listening.